And uh, she recorded those things. She told me if I ever took her to court, she would play those tapes and I'd never see my daughter again. Wow. So I was scared. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to episode 182 of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Jingle bells, jingle bells. No, David, not yet. It's just the day after Thanksgiving when people hear this. Of course. It's Black Friday. It's jingle bell time. David, don't rush Christmas. It's only the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm not. Russian Christmas. Russian Christmas is when they start playing Christmas music, like right after Halloween. I know. What you say that like you like it? I do. Okay. <laughs> we talk about this around Christmas time usually. What is your favorite Christmas song? You asking me or I'm the asking? Listeners? I'm asking you. <laughs> then I'm going to tell you mine, and we'll go with the top three. Um. Hmm. I like Sleigh Ride without the lyrics. Okay. Um, and see, I like maybe White Christmas. Kind okay. Of a, kind of a fest, fest, no, not festive, but just reminds me of Christmas a lot. Mm-hmm. And then my number one, drum roll, please. <laughs> The Charlie Brown Christmas song. Wah, wah, wah. Mm-mm. I like that one. Okay. So my top three are... Drink and get drunk and fall over. <laughs> <laughs> I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, gosh. I love that song. I want a hippopotamus okay, okay, for we know Christmas. It. We know it. <laughs> the Grinch song. Okay. Stink. Stank, stunk. And the number one. Well, not really number one. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh, no. I need to say more than three then. (laughs) I do like Grandma got run over by a reindeer. What's that one that I always make people listen to? Merry Merry Christmas from the family. Yeah. Merry Christmas from the family. Is that your number one? Please don't tell me that's your number one Christmas song. (laughs) Um... It's close. <laughs> Maybe the hippopotamus. Well, I like the baby it's cold outside too, but that's really not a Christmas song. <laughs> you got the worst list of Christmas songs I've ever heard. No, I don't. You do. Okay, well, I like the nutcracker song. How does that go? Dum dum. <laughs> that's the Pink Panther song. No, it's the nutcracker. <laughs> Well, these songs make me laugh, and I enjoy them, so. Okay. That that sounds like a good reason. Yeah, even because <laughs> even, like, I like the songs you said, but um, a lot of times they make me emotional. The Charlie Brown Christmas song makes you emotional. Maybe not that one, but the other ones, because I miss my mama, I miss my sister, I miss Dottie, I miss all these people that are no longer here, and it just... I don't know, those songs that are kind of touch your heart. The songs about families being together. Yeah. Makes me sad. I can see that. Yeah. 
I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Don't make me sad. Getting drunk and getting whatever else the other song has. <laughs> <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> I could not quit singing that the other day when me and Angie were together. Anyway. I sing Feliz on my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so the other day, David's sister and I went to the Southern Christmas show. Yeah, then she tried to get me to go. You and I have gone before. I know, but it, I no, I don't want to go hang out with you and my sister. Well, I'm not hanging out with you. My sister and her daughter or daughters. I don't know who I went. We had fun, and I didn't buy a lot of stuff. So that, nanner nanner. That is true. That is true. Because you came home and was like, I saw this four thousand dollar thing. I wanted. I'm like, no, what, <laughs> girl? It's a shaky machine. Yeah, I'll shake it. It's a vibration machine. machine. I give you shaking wife syndrome, you come home buying a four thousand dollars something. <laughs> and David said, just ride on the back of Jackson's four wheeler. <laughs> yeah. She's like, You stand up on it and it shakes you. I'm like, just stand up on the back of the four wheeler and ride around the yard. Yeah, I forget what the name of it was, but it's like a vibration machine and it's supposed to have a lot of good health benefits. And it didn't yeah. take much, but I got talked into getting on it. And it actually felt good. So then I talked Angie into getting up on it. And then I I was talking to other people into getting up on it, telling them mm-hmm. how good it was. And I was like, oh, you'll love it. And then I saw this one lady afterwards, and I said, how was that machine? She said, girl, you were not lying. I told mm. you I wasn't lying. I don't know about all that. Anyway. <laughs> the machine just, you just sitting there shaking, so you try to shake all the money out of your pocket. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so... Back on the Christmas songs. Okay. I want y'all to share with us your favorite Christmas song. And where should we do that, Lori? You can do that at. (laughs) Anywhere. Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Facebook, Instagram. No, I ain't got Snapchat. LinkedIn. Yeah, I got LinkedIn. MySpace. No, no MySpace. All right, stop, (laughs) David. You can share your favorite Christmas song with us on Instagram, as David said, on Facebook. Or you can email it to us at contactus at nachokids.com. Yeah, you can do all those things. Or if you're in the Nacho Kids Academy, you can share it with us there. Yep. David, maybe we should have something for the members of the Nacho Kids Academy for Christmas. I need to think about that. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. If you don't know what the Nacho Kids Academy is, it is a wonderful place and the only place that you will learn how to nacho properly. David and I are there with video courses, a private community, the Nacho Kids Boot Camp, the Change Your Stink on Thinking Challenge, the Self-Care Challenge, and Q&A calls. Yep. So check it out, folks. Check it out. And if you want my opinion, it don't matter what's in there if you ain't in there because you ain't going to better your blend unless you get in there and do the work. That's right. It's so, not easy. Look at your blend. If you're okay with it, fantastic. If you're not okay with it, this is your chance to make a change. And again, buy it for yourself for Christmas. Yep. Get your significant other to buy it for you. Yep. And if we haven't told you, I don't know we have. We have a 30-day money-back guarantee. What? So get up in there and do the work. If you don't find any value in it whatsoever, 
you actually do the work and it's not making any difference whatsoever, then you have absolutely nothing to lose. That's but right. It ain't going to happen because if you get in there and you do the work, then you'll get the change you want. That's right. Okay. So, David, let's talk about our guest today. Okay. Our guests today are a stepmom and a bio dad. Cool. You were actually a part of this podcast. Then it was awesome. Of course. <laughs> because of them, not you. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. I make the world go round. <laughs> They've been blending for two years. And unfortunately, bio dad is experiencing parental alienation. Mm. That's so bad. It is. It's horrible. And and we don't only talk about the parental alienation from the bio dad standpoint. We talk about it from the stepmom standpoint, how hard mm. it is watching him hurt through all this. Yep. And a lot of times stepmoms don't know what to do to be supportive of their significant other when they're hurting. It's, it's a bad place to be in because you want to help. You don't know what you can do to help. You don't know what you can say to help. But we talk about all that. We talk about all that in the in the interview. Mm-hmm. We also talk about crappy attorneys in the interview. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we could probably do a whole year on crappy attorneys. Anything in the court system we could spend a whole year on. But I have to say, I personally know one family court attorney that I truly trust and feel like he was doing what was best for my son. Hmm. One. Uno. So we talked last week, I think it was, about finding a therapist. Vet these attorneys, too. Some of them have free consultations. Ask around. Talk to different people. You know the big popular attorney names in your area? Just because they're shady doesn't mean that they're right for you. (laughs) Okay. It's true. If they're shady about you and playing games with your ex, you know, oh, yeah, you can get them on this. Oh, yeah, you can get them on that then they're probably just taking your money while they're out on the lake, too, and saying that they worked on your case for three hours. That's possible. Oh, yes, it is. So, again, don't just vet the attorneys. Put a post on Facebook. What family court attorneys do you recommend and who do you not? See what people tell you. hmm Because I can tell you good attorneys that my ex had <laughs> and, and bad ones that he had. Mm-hmm. So... Just because I was on the other side, I can recognize a good attorney. Yep. And I'll go ahead and tell you, there's parts of this interview that if you're driving down the road, might be hard to see the road because of the your eyes get all watery. So just let you know, <laughs> it's terrible, the, the alienation stories and stuff and what this guy's going through. Yeah, it is. It hurts my heart for them. Mm-hmm. And, again, the family court system does not do enough to deter people from doing this. Yep. 
So if you're going through it, take a listen to this. If you know somebody, take a listen or send it to them. Uh, but it's it's definitely worth listening to, even if you're not going through it, because you never know when things change and you find yourself in this situation. But uh, but That's let's right. let's take let's get to listening, and then we'll see y'all on the other side of the interview. Well, I do want to say that in a few weeks we will have a guest that helps fathers represent themselves in court. Oh, cool. So that's coming up in a few weeks. But it kind of coincides with this alienation thing, so I wanted to share it. Thank you so much for sharing. Now let's get to listening. Today we have an anonymous step couple from New York. Hello, anonymous step couple from New York. How are you? Yeah, they don't even know each other. <laughs> Hello, we're doing great. Hello, doing well. Yeah, and David's here. And yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Hello. See, now that's the proper hello for me. Normally it's, hey, David. <laughs> well, now you can't whine anymore because one person was nice know, to you. Finally. <laughs> okay, stepmom, we'll let you take the lead. How long have y'all been blending? How many stepkids, bio kids do you have? And all that happy stuff. We've been planning for two years. We have, well, I have one stepdaughter. She is 14. So the fun age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no kids of my own and no ours kids. Okay. Do you plan on having any, any ours kids? We would love to have an ours kid, but there's some issues that are going on. So I think our only route at this point is probably IVF. But, you know, that costs some money. Yes. Mm-hmm. It costs a <laughs> lot of money. My niece actually a went lot. through that. Thankfully, um, her husband's employer, I think, paid for a good bit of it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. All right. So what's your relationship like with your stepdaughter? Non-existent. We had had a few phone conversations over Zoom, which we were getting along wonderfully. Like, I thought I was going to get the, you're not my mom, I don't have to listen to you kind of a thing, but we were getting along so well. She was showing off everything, telling me stories, and then it just all stopped. And we haven't spoke since. The last time we have seen each other and the first time we were ever physically together was um, last October. Okay, so that was the first time you ever saw her was last October? In person, yes. Okay, so does she live in a different state? No, she lives about 45 minutes away, roughly, from us. Okay, so... No, she's here. So, BioDad, you don't have visitation with her? No, we're currently uh, in the process of trying to get visitation. Mm. Did you have visitation prior? Yes, ma'am, sure did. Well, to be honest, once a stepmom came into the picture... The ex was not thrilled and uh, wanted to control the situation. For once, I said no, and uh, here we are. <laughs> Haven't seen her since and uh, doing having to go to court route. When was the last time you saw your daughter? That October, besides um, therapy sessions, if you want to call that, with a, a therapist through court and Zoom. So she's using your daughter, I guess, as a leverage? That's you? correct. Okay. Always has. Always has. That's that's terrible. Always has. It's it's horrible because 
we know the fear that people have when standing up to the ex. Yes. Because they're afraid if they do stand up to the ex, the ex is going to keep the kid from them. And that's what you're experiencing. I've, in the past, when I have, it was either, yes, apologize for your viewpoint and stand down, or you won't see your daughter, or take them to court. Those are really the only options. And in the past, I filled out the court documents two, three different times, but never went through with it for several different reasons. But here we are, and I'm having to go through it. Mm. So it's been about a year since you saw her, or two years? Uh, two years, besides the sessions, like I had mentioned. Yeah, two years. Wow. Are these sessions court-ordered? Yes and no. The therapist was originally, myself and my attorney thought it would be a good idea if we could have that to kind of bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. But the, the therapist was supposed to be a joint family therapist, and she turned out to just be a therapist for my daughter. So it made it difficult, and it has made it difficult for me to bridge that gap. So it's not necessarily court order. It's court recommended, if you will. Okay. Yeah, and then that's how I'm trying to slowly progress and have some kind of contact with my daughter. So if I'm understanding you right, the, the type of therapist that you ended up with is, is not really the, the type that you should have gotten? Is that what you're saying? Yes, it's not the type that I understood that we were asking for. In other words, uh, I well, she had been seeing my daughter on a weekly basis for a year mm -hmm. until I was even involved. And the whole time I'm asking that therapist, my attorney, what, what at that time, my attorney, what can I do? Are you getting any feedback? And it was all, I was just pretty much strung along. It was, you're, you're going to be brought into the sessions. This is going to progress. And, uh, but I, I never knew that she was seeing my daughter weekly because hmm. my assumption through my attorney was that it was going to be from the start, myself, my daughter, and this therapist. It never was. Is she a marriage and family therapist, or do you know what designation she has? I believe she, her di uh, designation is a family therapist. So to my understanding, she does work as a joint therapist in other cases in the area. Hmm. Just not, just not with mine. Just not, okay. And uh, it's been very challenging. There, there's no alleged abuse or anything, so it's very difficult to, to find out why I feel as though I'm kind of being treated uh, not fairly in this circumstance. Did you have a court order originally to where the bio mom is now in contempt? I'm not sure I understand the question exactly. Did you have a court order that said you get your daughter every other weekend? No, ma'am. There never was a custody agreement. Okay. Um, it had just been me fighting to remain in my daughter's life. So, you know, whatever she told me to pay her, I paid her. Whenever she told me to see my daughter, I, I saw her. Whenever she told me this person couldn't be there, that person wasn't there. Whenever she told me this person had to be there when I saw my daughter, I made sure that person was there. You know, I... I did everything my ex told me to. And uh, obviously, that's not the right thing to do. Well, you can't change what happened in the past. That's correct. What was the reason you didn't have a court order when y'all split up? You just didn't feel the need for one? Or is it the cost? Or Well, the cost was an issue. It always is. 
I'm a disabled veteran. I'm never going to make more than I'm making now. Mm-hmm. I'm on a fixed income. So that was always an issue. But to be honest with you, that, that wasn't the main one. The main one was that uh, I didn't go to court. I was scared. She made different idle threats and recorded me. And, and diff- like she would, oh, goodness. She would call me, say terrible things, hang up. And the immature 20-something-year-old me would call her back, say terrible things to, you know, mm-hmm. I guess win as a child, you know, immature. <laughs> and uh, she recorded those things. She told me if I ever took her to court, she would play those tapes and I'd never see my daughter again. Wow. So I was scared. Understandably so. Mm-hmm. E- even though everybody told me, hey, take her to court. An intelligent judge or an intelligent lawyer is going to see right through this. <laughs> that's a big. That's a big if. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And I, I wasn't. I wasn't strong enough, brave enough, fill in the blank, whatever ad- adjective you'd like. Um, well, you know I, the. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I do want to point so, out that it is very easy for somebody to give anybody advice when they're they don't have to suffer the consequences of what happens. That's true. Yes, um, and that, I see that a lot. And I'm look. I'm one to, to give somebody advice, but I also tell them, look, I don't have to suffer the consequences, good or bad, of that decision. I can only tell you what I think I would do. But I honestly have learned in life, you don't know what you would do until you're faced with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's really even when you're in a toxic relationship and you know you are, which mine was with her. You, you you reject everybody's common sense and you know they're giving you the truth, but you feel you don't want to hurt that other individual or there's something else there. That was my case. I didn't want to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Were you probably- so I stayed and I went through and uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say when you've got a kid involved, I mean, at least for me, I put it with way more than I should ever have put it with. Yes, because I, you know, wanted to keep the family together, not necessarily for her benefit, but you know, for my kids' benefit. Yes. So I, I think it happens a lot, and like in your case, we see a lot too that a parent is very afraid, and they have we call it get guilty parent syndrome, but it's also not just guilt from the child having to go through th- things or to be kept from you. But there's that fear that I'm going to lose them forever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even when you have the ability to have a relationship with you, there's a fear that they're not going to want it. Yes. So, stepmom, are you involved in any of these Zoom calls? Um, no, I'm not allowed to be. I know about them because I'm the schedule keeper of the house. <laughs> um, but no, I am not a part of them. I would like to be, but I think them bonding is way more important right now than me bonding with her they need to have a relationship yes ma'am yeah and i'd just like to add to that um and uh, i apologize i apologize we get a little uh misty here but i am so thankful i know stepmom mentioned earlier that she had spoken to my daughter over zoom prior before Quite frankly, she was uh, taken away from me. And I'm so very thankful for that because at times going through this process, I feel like I'm on an island. I feel like 
feel like I'm going crazy almost. Because yes, you say to yourself, is what I remember true? That I truly have this wonderful relationship with my daughter that I see in the pictures and that I recall in my memory. And at least my wife was able to see how our relationship was, although briefly, before it was taken away. Right. How has this or has this affected your current relationship with your wife? Well, I'm sorry. I know that at times I'm a shell of myself. I don't sleep. I have other issues, which this situation obviously compounds. So I'm sure it's affecting our relationship in ways that I can't even express or understand. I just try to make sure she knows I love her. And for any shortcomings I may have, hopefully they're just temporary and I can bounce back to the, the man I was. Stepmom, do you feel like you don't know how to be supportive of your husband while he's going through this? Sometimes, yes, because seeing as I don't have a child of my own, I don't know what it feels like to not see your child. I know what it feels like to watch my husband go through not seeing his child, and it breaks my heart. And all I can do is just be here, give him a hug, let him know I love him, kiss him, and just hold him, because I don't, there's not much else you can say. Right. And I just pray that, you know, someone upstairs helps us, <laughs> helps them. Having you there to to be supportive in that way is very, very helpful. And even without words. Yeah. I, I know sometimes you might feel like you want to be angry for him or with him, not angry toward him, but like, I want, you know, angry at the, the stepmom or whatever. The bio mom. Bio mom. Yeah. <laughs> but Get I, straight, David. Get I know, straight. All these moms. <laughs> <laughs> but I know in my case, when I was battling with things, certainly not as near as bad as what you're dealing with, it was actually better for, for her not to be mad with me or be mad for me. Just be there and be understanding and offer love and support rather than matching my emotion. Like I didn't need somebody to match my emotion because it was already out of whack. <laughs> you know, Yeah. it was, you know, I wanted somebody that would counterbalance that. So it sounds like that's what you're doing. So the, the other question I have is what are bio dad, what are you doing to help yourself? In other words, you need to be, either going to therapy or have a support system or group around you so that you can make it through this. I, I do have a therapist, uh, frankly, as a Marine, but I do have PTSD. I do have other struggles. Like I said, that, that this compounds. So yes, I, I need to speak to someone and I do so that uh, I can kind of compartmentalize things and understand them. Cause my brain is constantly going uh, I work myself into many different dead ends mm -hmm. to where, uh, you know, I, I don't really know if I can find the right answer. So, yes, absolutely. I, I have someone I, I talk to. 
Good, good. And, and thank you for your service too, by the way. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I do have a question. I'm assuming that bio mom said stepmom can't be around the kid. And you said, no, that's not going to happen. She's going to be around the kid. And that's kind of how this started or something similar. So do you regret making that decision? No. Which one? Like the, you talking about the decision to keep her there or decision to tell bio mom? The decision to stand up to bio mom. Gotcha. I don't regret the decision. Um, Mainly because, like I said, this this is something that should have probably well not probably this is something that should have happened. Myself going to court when my child was born, I knew the type of individual my ex was. Um, there have been many things over the, the 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 years of my daughter's since my daughter's birth that uh, you know many different things that I not so much accepted but accepted mm-hmm. in order to smooth things over or in order to stop getting yelled at or in order to fill in the blank about the situation. And I knew that I was going to marry stepmom before I even knew what she looked like. I fell in love with her, just messaging with her. Oh, so, so, so you're another internet couple like us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we, actually, we actually met on a cell phone game, believe it or not. Oh, oh wow. Check that out. You, you let her win, yep. didn't you? <laughs> I, I didn't even know that she was a her. I just, it's just somebody I was talking to. <laughs> That's and then we, we had a lot of things in common and then it, it led to off the game. And then, Hey, you know, we kind of, we kind of love each other. How, what do we look like type thing? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, so no, I don't regret it because she is the one I'm going to, live the rest of my life with however long that is so it's kind of like the start if you will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the end you know you know it's a it is it was a necessary step yeah who you start with is not near as important as who you finish with <laughs> exactly <right. laughs> so how long have you and your ex been separated or divorced or whatever because the way that you worded things a minute ago made me think that y'all were split up Pretty close to when your daughter was born. Yes. We were never married, but we've been broken up for a good 14, 15 years. 15 years. Well, she was pregnant for a few months when we called it quits. It was incident, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. She actually, to just describe that, I actually hid in the bathroom on my cell phone talking to my father because she was talking to her mother quite loud just bashing me so I didn't know what to do so I ran away to the only door I could lock Mm -hmm. I went to the bathroom to call my dad for some support ask him what I should do and she broke open the door she broke the lock to the bathroom just to scream at me (laughs) and it was wild you know I, I I I didn't expect it I still I don't even know how to even I got just describing it. I go kind of back to those emotions of that time. Like how did this even happen? So yeah, that was the end for us. I was like, I can't do this. Wow. This is too much. I don't want to scream back at you. <laughs> There's no conversation to be had. Cause I speak calmly now, you know, I'm no longer yelling at you. I'm a yeah. mature man at this point. Um, can we have a conversation? No, because you're screaming at me. So what do you do? Like I said, I ran away. 
ran to the bathroom. It didn't work. Yeah. She's <laughs> you like, know what? here's Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. What else do you do? Exactly. Red rum, red rum. <laughs> it, it, was, it was wild. Oh, I'm right, sure. Right, broke the lock right through, and, uh, you know, I got to. Got the got to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was nice of her. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the least of my worries, right? Is, <laughs> is she in another relationship? Yes, she's married. How long has she been married? Because I'm trying to figure out what is wrong with her. I'm not quite sure how long she's been married, but surely, I mean, my daughter was young. It was an ex-boyfriend of hers. But, What's wrong with her, really? Yeah, if you want me to break it down. 14, 15 years. With my psychology degree. What's wrong with her is yeah. that she's just like her mother. Uh. Her, her mother treated her father terribly, and he became an alcoholic. Now, when I was introduced to her father, he was fairly not cognizant, not very lucid with his speech, and they would walk right past him when he spoke. And she told me, don't even talk to him. What? And for years, when he lived, because he passed away, my daughter was young. Every time I dropped my daughter off, or saw him, I would speak to him for 10 minutes, sometimes an hour, never knowing truly what he was talking about, smiling when he smiled, nodding when he nodded, you know? He mm -hmm. said, run, run. <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> At one point, in one of his lucid moments, he said, I was with the love of my life for 10 years. She broke up with me, and I met my ex, you know, I don't know how to word this, and he met my ex's mother. Right. Crazy senior, then, that would be her name. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy senior. And instead of leaving her, for he stayed for the kids and turned himself into an, a sad alcoholic. Wow. So you're living his life over. Yeah. I would have been had I stayed with her, yes. Right. Wow. 100%. She lives down the street from her mother. I'm sure she wants the same thing for my daughter, which is the exact opposite of what I want. So this, So, I mean, I'm sure you've sat there before and go, is my daughter going to be the third generation of this mess? That's correct. No. All the time. And I say All no because you can help break this generational curse. And you did stand up to buy a mom, whereas your ex-father-in-law, we'll just call him that, didn't stand up to crazy senior. Yeah. I, I, and I hope you're right because what I, I want for my daughter to do whatever she wants, travel the world. Educate your skin, multiple degrees, become a doctor, become a, whatever you want, a, a dog trainer. I don't care what it is. As long as you love it, put all, you're all into it and do it. I don't want her to be restrained right, by some kind of ill-fated, if that's even proper, attachment to her, to her mother. That, that's, that's gross, really. Yeah. In my mind. So, stepmom, I want to ask you a question. I don't want to leave you out here. Do you feel responsible for your husband not having a relationship with his daughter because he stood up to buy a mom basically for you? Well, not for not for you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. In some ways, yes. But in other ways, I don't think I don't. It's not me necessarily. I mean, obviously, um, it all happened because but. No, I just, women are jealous. Um, we all are there. And I'm, I don't, she just wanted to um, own the situation. I, and not let him have a say in how he could run his house. And 
we don't tell you how to run your house. I understand like you shouldn't have to tell us how to run our house. Right. And by no means am I saying that you should feel responsible because you shouldn't. This woman, crazy junior, (laughs) by a mom, it it didn't matter who it was going to be. And I I think I just came at perfect timing. Yes. She has felt responsible in the past, Mm -hmm. but we've spoke about it at length many, many, many times. And I'm hoping by her words and other things she said in the past, she understands, like you said, this, it wouldn't have mattered. Right. It, It wouldn't have mattered. Female, male, no relationship. And I just stood up by myself, whatever it was. There was going to be something that that, that the scales. And as soon as you quit being her puppet. That's correct. 100%. And unfortunately, after y'all split up, she did treat you that way. And it was, we're not going to say okay, but it was, um, help me with my word, David, not accepted, but. Allowed. She was, she yeah, allowed. She was allowed to do that for 10 years or 12 years. I've found that. I, in some ways, neutered myself. Uh, I knew being a Marine, having PTSD, being well-built, having a deep voice, how others take me without knowing me, Mm -hmm. her being a small woman. She plays it well. She is constantly the bully, but plays the victim. And I'm constantly the victim who looks like the bully. That's our situation. Anybody with two eyes and a brain can see it. Yeah, and the fact that you were in the military, people are going to think that you are the stronger, stricter. Dominant, mm-hmm. yeah. violent. Yeah. Absolutely. Hands down. Absolutely. And here you got a miniature crazy Godzilla. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Wow. I'm like, I've, ha- I've heard more negative energy and stuff coming from her in this situation than I have from him. And they, it just keeps seeming to be his fault which I don't necessarily 100% believe it is all of his fault. Like, yeah, he should have tried earlier, you know, but I don't blame him for being scared. I'd be scared too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating when people try to paint you as the big, bad, mean guy when I'm the big, bad, sad guy. Right. You're a teddy bear. (laughs) I'm not the person who's getting mad at these situations. Like when David was speaking earlier and he said, he, he would get angry and he didn't want his partner, his wife, I believe he said, to reciprocate those feelings. I don't get angry about the situation. I get sad. Right. And it's sad because realistically, this should never happen. I'm a tremendous father. I love my daughter with all my heart. Right. Now, you mentioned something about an attorney and you said either first attorney or prior attorney. So do you have a different attorney now? Yes. Well, after uh, two years, as it were, at the point, I was kind of like, hey, what's going on? And I can't truly afford to pay you. We're struggling here and I'm paying you, hoping that there's going to be some progress and there hasn't been any. And I'm asking, like I said, simple questions like, hey, is this therapist a joint therapist? Who actually really hired her? Was it us? You know, I'm, I'm asking these things and not getting an answer back. Uh, so, yes, I got a new attorney fairly recently. So where does your new attorney feel that you stand 
Are you possibly going to court anytime soon to at least get yes. a temporary order to be able to see your daughter in person? We are going to court and trying to see my daughter in person. However, with the state that I live in, with me being a man, it doesn't really seem to matter. All I really seem to care about is that I'm paying child support. Mm-hmm. And that that's documented, which I am, but I'm saying that seems to be the focal point. Right. And, you know, it's really just myself and my attorney who are really trying to say, hey, um, he's not the person that you might want to think he is because it's just easy to check those boxes with your biases. Mm-hmm. Either listen to him, read the multiple letters he's written to his daughter through therapy, uh, listen to, you know, interview anybody who knows me, my wife. My, I get that you, you say people will. People close to you will defend you and stuff, but will they really you know, ask them? See if, see if you believe what they're saying about me or not. Right. None of this stuff takes place. And it's rough. So do you have any type of documentation that you were seeing your daughter prior to standing up to buy a mom that you could use in court to defend yourself? Not really. I'm just... The only documentation I, I, I do have some pictures. I have, you know, checks that I wrote uh, that I was paying her, you know, she for many, the many years. So stuff like that that shows. And I, I don't think she would truly deny that any of that took place. I think the effort is just now, hey, you haven't seen her in two years in person. So there's really no relationship. There's no reason to start one. Even though there was one. But it's her fault that you haven't seen her in two years. Yes, that's correct. But you know that now. I know that. Again, it's do you have any, not exactly. Any text messages or anything where she said, no, you're not going to see her or anything? Yes, I have some that I presented to my attorney, especially depicting the situation where my daughter was taken away with stepmom being intro- wanting to be introduced because mm-hmm. it all happened the one w- the one weekend where I was supposed to introduce stepmom to the child and um, the ex said she has to meet stepmom first in person <laughs> prior to seeing the child and I said that's you know I knowing obviously my ex and how that would go I said that's not great you know, let's find a different alternative. I actually wound up driving an hour to meet them at a public park um, to where my daughter would feel comfortable getting introduced. Like I, I, I did everything possibly could to try to make the situation feasible. And it was just never going to work. With, within a minute, she's screaming at me. And uh, I'm walking my crying daughter back to her vehicle. So, stepmom, you were there for this? I was there, but I wasn't in the parking lot. I was off to the side with my dog. She had to go to the restroom. Um, We had driven such a long way. So I could hear a woman screaming. I could hear a door slam, and I could hear a car pull out of the parking lot. But I did not see anyone. So, so, you and come, then all of it. so you come back with your dog and you're like, what in the world just happened? 
She comes yeah, back my husband's bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, what's going on? Where's your daughter? I thought you said she was here. And he goes, they drove away. And I think I just lost her. And here we are. Wow. Yeah. Well, I know that you mentioned about child support. And I know every state is different, but most states separate visitation and child support. Yes. Meaning that you can't go to court and say, I didn't let my ex get their kid because they weren't paying child support. That would be a ding on them. Yes. Well, we have two separate court situations, as as you mentioned. And we tried to, myself and my attorney, tried to meld it into one, but that didn't happen. Um, so we do have one judge who's going to hear about the child support, meaning tell me how much I have to pay. I am currently paying an adjudicated amount that the judge just said, hey, this is my first day seeing you. I'm forcing you to pay this amount. And at a future date, it's probably going to be increased because I live in uh, New York and that's how they do things till they're 21. My lawyer brought up at that point parental alienation mm-hmm. and how I'm being treated. And so that we were sent to a different court, uh, the family court, as it were, for that custody issue. Right. Sound like it's time to move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been it's been time to move. I mean, this this state is not not nice to males, especially. And I understand I'm probably fighting a losing case, but what what's my other option? Giving up? Um, you could probably take a take everybody out on a cruise. Take your David. ex ex out on a cruise. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I have talked to a lot of alienated parents. And we've had several as guests on our podcast. And we also, there's a lot of Facebook groups for alienated parents. And you might want to look into that and see, because they might be able to give you some advice. Um, A lot of them are ran by dads. Like there's one that's called Father's Rights. And so this guy, of course, he went through this and started this group to help other people. And there's even other ones that help you with court stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't think uh, I don't think you're fighting a losing battle. It's not going to be an easy battle. What I, what I mean to that is to say I feel like my my daughter has been used to the point where she feels it's her versus me, and she's protecting her mother. Yes, there's the loyalty bonds, and there's no telling what crap mm-hmm. your crazy ex has told her. Exactly, and since I'm in that situation, I feel even if I win, meaning I get visitation, which I should minimally get, I don't see how that's going to help myself and my daughter's relationship. I feel like even if I get that, at some point, my ex is going to find another reason to take me to court to try to take that away. It might be a day, a week, a month or even a year for the friends quote, but, uh, right. And that might happen. But if I can suggest that when you do get visitation with your daughter, that you don't bring up anything from the past, you don't bring up any of this court crap or anything about her mom and just focus on her and talk to her about how school's going, you know, things like that, because she's 14 
at least she's not 17 to where she's getting ready to turn into an adult, you know, age-wise, legally, I guess. But, because, you know, here, like, at 18, that's when you're not required to go for visitation and stuff. So you've got some time. Yes, although I I kind of wish internally that she was almost 18 because I feel that my best case is her maturing and realizing what what's happened right to be honest yeah, but I do exactly what you say I mean I, I like I said I've been having the therapy sessions and all of that so her mother's never brought up I mentioned school last time I wrote a bunch of jokes on a page and anytime there was a lull in the conversation I read off a joke like that's I'm trying to do everything I can think of to just have her remember if if that's even, I'm sure she remembers, but you know, just who I am, you know, I, I've never hurt her. I, I never will. I'm always there for her. You know, that matters it, and it should matter. Mm-hmm. I don't want her mother to not be her hero. Right. I just want to have a small piece of her life. Right. And by you being you, she'll be able to see that stuff. And she'll also be able to see if her mom's been lying to her about stuff by the way that you treat her when you have the opportunity to see her. Yes. And I know that you said that you kind of wish she was 18. I know that my sister's daughter was alienated. And we all kept saying, well, when she turns 18, when she turns 18, but just because she turned 18, she was still up under Granny's thumb. Yes. Yeah. But I, I think in my mind, I kind of see the relationship progressing, not at 18, even though that's I know it's what we're discussing, but mm-hmm. maybe when she's 30. And it's sad for me, but I've already accepted that. That's the reality I feel that I'm in, that I might reconnect with her when she's an adult, maybe has kids of her own and remembers who I have been my entire life to. Right. right, because it's just so ingrained in her to dislike me for any reason, no reason. Or at the very least, she needs to not be living with her mom, which would give you a lot more opportunity to, you know, take her out to dinner or meet with her or ride her over. Right, but I, I still thought, maybe college. You know, maybe she'll have a roommate who has a bad father or a father who never showed up, like my one of my friends' ch- children. Mm-hmm. His wife tells me all the time, I wish you were my ex-husband. <laughs> I wish you were my you know? ex-husband. Yeah. <laughs> because I would be there. You know, I would be there for the child. Right, right. But I honestly feel like that by you thinking, okay, maybe when she's in college or maybe when she's an adult, we'll be able to build a relationship. I feel like a lot of that's coming because you're afraid again. You're afraid that if y'all do try to reconnect now, that it's not going to go as well as you had hoped, or it's almost a safety net for you to where if you do get visitation, say in six months and it doesn't go well, that you can still keep that 30 year old goal in your mind. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, I I, I wouldn't disagree with that in a way. It's a hope. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm hoping that we reconnect tomorrow. I just know the situation is not going to allow for that. I know I'm being I'm being painted as the bad guy, and there are very few people in the situation who care enough to see otherwise. You know, Mark Twain famously said, "It's easier to fool someone than it is to convince someone they've been fooled." 
Mm-hmm. I've been trying to convince pe- people they're being fooled. That's not a winning proposition. Right. So, yes, in a way, it does kind of feel like a give up almost to say, hey, maybe when she's 30 or maybe when she's 20 and in college. Mm-hmm. But it's also a hope. Well, stepmom, I know that you are supportive of him in this as much as you possibly can be. Yes. Something that you might want to look into that might be able to help is the Conscious Co-Parenting Institute. Okay. It is in California. The lady that owns it is Darcy Pruder. I have no idea how much she costs, but she is working a lot with um, not just California, but other states to get more attention to parental alienation. And what they're doing, from my understanding, is say stepdaughter here has been alienated and they prove it, then the court removes stepdaughter from her mom and puts her with her dad and lets them build that relationship. Almost like, I I didn't know if I agreed with it at first, the way that they do it, because I'm thinking the kid's going to be mad. Oh, yeah. But what it does is it allows the kid not to be brainwashed anymore. But look into it and see what you can find. Um, I know she's got a Facebook page and a website, and there's a lot of other things similar to hers, but she claims 100% success rate. Yeah, I'll definitely look into her because, yeah, even though I don't necessarily want her not to be with her mom because that's her mom, like she should be with her, um, the, the brainwashing needs to, to stop because she's never going to be able to grow into a beautiful woman. Well, she will be beautiful, but, you know, if she still has this relationship or non-existent relationship with her father, what is that doing for her when she's older and she's in relationships with men. You know, I want her to have right. fulfilled relationships with the men that she's with. I don't want her to be using those men if, for a better word, um, you know. Well, if she follows her mom's role, and I'm sure that she saw how her grandfather was treated, then she's probably going to, she's going to wear the pants in the house for sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, she's learning. <laughs> she's learning how to be a woman. From her mom, mostly, and learning how to treat men from her mom. Well, we can only hope that her mom has a better relationship with this other guy. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she's definitely in charge there, too. But <laughs> I, don't ha- I don't have an issue with who wears the pants, to be honest. If that's my daughter, then that's okay. But there's a healthy way to do that. Right. Yeah, And it's not about who makes the most money or who's the strongest or the loudest. It's just about respect and who claims the space. You can work together to do so. And I truly don't see any way she's going to learn how to do that. Right. I mean, even just leaving the courtroom, it's been playing in my head last. She walked out with her arms crossed and her husband put his arm around her shoulder and kind of grabbed it, like massaged her shoulder. That's their relationship. Mine and my wife, we were holding hands. Right. That shows you the difference. She's angry and he's there to support her and to, while she plays the victim. And y'all are a team. My, 
and we were yeah. a team. Right. That, that matters. How often do you have these Zoom therapy sessions with her? Recently, it's been once every two to three weeks. So I've had about five now. Okay. But prior to that, they weren't happening whatsoever. And I would write a letter. We were in a letter writing process. And I would wait anywhere from uh, two weeks to two months to receive a letter back. So what what type of feedback do you get from her, maybe non-verbally even, like when you have these Zoom calls? What are you trying to figure out how I'm trying well, to like? I'm, I'm thinking a 14-year-old girl on a Zoom call with a therapist and her dad, uncomfortable, yes. straight out mm-hmm. of the gate. Yeah. But, but, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not, oh, my God, hey, hadn't seen you. It's probably like, oh, here we go again. Let's get this thing done. Yes, it's very much that. I feel she's going to reject anything I do or say, because if I even get a smile, she feels like she's hurting her mother. Right. That's kind of how I feel. And the therapist doesn't do a good job, doesn't really care. She doesn't really push the situation, even though she has to know by now, after having private conversations with my daughter for almost two years. Right. Has to know who I am, that I'm not a violent person. I've never heard her. You know, she has to know these type of basic uh, baseline answers. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very awkward. I try my best. Like I said, I wrote jokes last time. Next time I'm going to put in interesting facts, probably interesting animal facts. I'm just going to keep trying different things. If I get an eye roll, I'll call it a success. If I get a, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a smirk or, you know, Do you know enough about her that you can, you know, look up things that she's interested in and have conversations about those things? Yes and no. I say yes because I brought up three to four things last time and they all hit, but she wouldn't admit it. (laughs) And I know they hit because I had read later on some of her schoolwork because I have access to that through uh, court and some of the apps they let me have now. Mm Mm-hmm. And she literally mentioned, like, I, I tried to bond with her over going to a big high school and not knowing anybody because I went from an elementary school, Catholic one, to a large public school, high school, and I knew no one. And I tried to bond with her over that, thinking she might have a similar experience. And she basically said no. But in her classwork, which I read the following week, she mapped out the same exact situation that I had previously described as that, that 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 was her life. She's using your I therapy also, sessions as her homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, you would. But I also brought up a movie that just came out. Asked her if she saw it. She said yes. She saw it the night prior to our last meeting. So I mean, I say yes and no because no, I'm not in her life. I don't know the hot trend that you know a 14 year old girl's into right now, and two weeks later the next one. Right. But uh, I'm aware of her personality and. We had such a good bond, you know, there was a time where I could just look at her and we'd make each other laugh. You know? And I don't think that's gone. It's it's covered up right now because of the loyalty binds to buy a mom, but I don't think that's gone. You don't right. have that type of relationship with somebody and it just go away. That's right. But again, it's going to take time to heal. Yes, I, I'm, I'm in a uh, I'm on an island and I'm trying to swim out. So it was a passer by boats and she's on one and I'm getting hit with the oar. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. uh, Has the therapist said anything about how you should act during these calls? And I'm, I'm just interested in whether or not they said something like, 
you know, make sure that you're happy and bubbly because, you know, people want to be around people like that or. Well, yeah, because we had that one guy that they told him not to cry. Right. Because yeah. I know getting on there, you probably, you know, you know, you feel. A million emotions. Yeah. You feel all these emotions you, and you don't want to cry or, or, you know, oh, my God, I miss you. And it's just all this stuff. And you anyway, I'm going off on a oh. tangent. But what do they tell you? Only instruction I've received from her is to not talk about my ex at all. So I don't. That's literally it. I've begged her multiple times to tell me if there's something I could do, if I'm doing something wrong, just to help me. You know, I even did my last email. She said she agreed to see me without my daughter prior to our next Zoom meeting. whoop de doo you know, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would just think that I would love for something, you know, and I make sure not to cry, obviously, which is difficult for me. I'm an emotional man and I'm affected like we've already spoke uh, by other things. But I make sure not to do that. Uh, I make sure not to be too mushy. And I, I know I didn't like it as a child. I know none of my sisters did. And I, I think I, I mentioned I have a degree in psychology. I understand I took classes like early childhood development and uh, teenage, you know, so I, I know I'm well read on these topics. I don't come in there blind, but again, I'm just doing what I know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would just think that, you know, if you're, if you're fun to talk to, it would make things to where maybe she looks forward to it more. I, I don't know. I'm just speaking on how I, how I feel about it. So more inflection, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. What's 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 better than jokes, you know? <laughs> <Try that. laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm sure that there's a lot, there's a lot of things you have to break through in order to get even a, as you said, an eye roll. That's right. Has the new attorney said anything about stopping the Zoom calls or continuing them, or maybe finding a different therapist? that would be more of a family-type therapist for those calls? New attorney um, and also the judge have both said to bring in my personal therapist that I got for the court case, basically, mm -hmm. and to have kind of all four of us in those meetings and also to, to we keep pushing to have them in person. Right. There's no reason that shouldn't be in person. So, yeah, that's kind of where we are with that. I think that's great. And look at that. The judge is saying that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We only saw the judge once, but I feel like within moments, she knew my court case. She even made a joke in the courtroom because <laughs> the opposing attorney said, uh, oh, well, there was an incident. And she goes, yeah, when the girlfriend came in, right? And then we all started <laughs> laughing. Yeah, that's exactly. Yes, that's what happened. Yes. That's good then. I mean, she sees this a lot. Yes. yes. Yes, which also means that you need to try to get in front of that judge every chance you can. Yes. Send her flowers. No, David. <laughs> <laughs> David's going to get her removed from your case. <laughs> but yeah, that was like a, a, a breath of fresh air, to, to be honest. It was like somebody for once seems to understand the obvious case because this isn't my case isn't unique. No. Uh, this isn't special. This is an everyday occurrence. Right. And uh, it's sad. And it needs to be handled better. People need to be put in place that care, not just for the money. Yes. Know? I don't know if you've ever listened to our podcast, but I am 
not a fan of the family court system. And that comes from me being on the winning side every time. And part of that's because there's too much of, I can interject my own personal thoughts when I'm deciding what's best for your kid. Yes. And that's ridiculous. And my, my, it needs to be more black and white. My main complaint is that it, there's no research done. Right. The, the, the attorney appointed for the child is not supposed to speak in the best interest of the child in my state. They're supposed to just echo the child's sentiments. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, that's disgusting. Right. But second of all, there should be some kind of due diligence. Right. Well, this is a family court. We're supposed to care about the child. The child's supposed to be the focal point. Let's find out if the dad's really a jerk. Let's find out if he's lying about stuff. Let's do some research on him. That doesn't take place. No. No, it's just a matter of getting you in and out as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. That's right. But yeah. what is that doing? What it's doing is giving children to parents that don't truly care or love them. That's disgusting. Right. Why are we doing this? Why are we allowing this? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, stepmom, how do you feel when you went to court with him? Yes. And how did you feel being present during all that? Did you feel like you belonged or did you feel like you just wanted to run and hide or you didn't want to be a part of it? I mean, I know you wanted to be there for him. Just don't hide in the bathroom. She can get you. A hundred percent. There you go. That's what you need to do. You need to go hide in the bathroom. Well, make her mad first. Go hide in the bathroom, <laughs> then let her bust the door down, and then there you there go. You Get yeah. it all have on your camera. Tape. Yeah. yeah, have your camera exactly. going. Exactly. <laughs> now you think you like me, honey. I like that. <laughs> At first, it was a little weird because, well, I've never been to family court, let alone sat in front of a judge before. Um, but I'm I'm here to support my husband, so I was going in there gung ho, and that was that. It was really weird because her husband sat behind my husband. And I'm like, there's no way I'm sitting behind her. Uh-uh. So then I sat behind the child's lawyer. And yeah. <sighs> but when the judge said the girlfriend, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> it also perfectly illustrates my, my point about my situation. If I was such a terrible human being, why would her husband sit so close to me? Why does he always wave to me when he sees me? Why does, you know, why does their, their son hug me the, the last time I saw him? You know, like, he was so cute. Because he knows that he married crazy. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But <laughs> why like, does, tell me, you know, why, why am I the only one seeing this? <laughs> He's going to pass you a note. We're like, help me, help me. <laughs> like a ransom note. <laughs> Please help I me. I blink twice, out. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my safe word, my safe word. <laughs> <laughs> But I do, I'm really happy that the judge did make that comment because it shows you that she's been around the block. She's not fresh to this and she knows she sees a little bit of crazy in Bobby mom or she would not have said that. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. What, how could you, well, you were, I don't know where you were in relation to Bio mom, but could you see her face when that was said? I could not personally. And I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> but her, her attorney is just like her, very angry, very demonstrative, was waving her hands. She was standing the whole time. I uh-huh. could see her. Um, so in essence, I felt like I was seeing my ex. So I tried <laughs> to not look, even though I could see out of my peripheral. Yeah. Just because, again, that's pointless. I, I don't, you know, I, 
That's why it frustrates me when people try to peg me as that version of me, which I'm not. The angry, you know, being angry, showing all that anger, all that secondary anger emotion is completely unnecessary. It doesn't help the situation. It doesn't make truth come out any easier. You know, it's just, it's like a fake facade that's completely unnecessary and doesn't help the situation. Well, it makes you wonder how she reacts to your daughter when she's mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, she yells at her, screams at her. Yeah. Uh, my daughter would tell me at times when she was younger that mommy picked me up and shook me. Hmm. And then hmm. I said, she did what? And then she, the you could see her close her mouth. Like, oh, crap, like, I shouldn't you, you have know, said that. Open it and then close it 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I brought her up with my ex, so that never happened. Okay. Well, then what do I do at that point? Nothing. Exactly. You go bug her so, house when she's gone. No, David. Yeah, right. Do not right. listen to David Sims. He will get you arrested <laughs> for trying to bribe a judge, for trying to bug somebody's house. <laughs> Push him off yeah, the boat. If I had the money, I've thought about private investigators or something, sure. But I, I, I don't. we don't have that kind of funds. Well, let me tell you, I have learned. That even with private investigators, some things just aren't going to be easy to obtain or they're not going to matter. That's true. For instance, my court order said in the beginning that my son's dad could not have any women spending the night when he had my son, right? Yep. Four days out of a month, you can't have any skank hose over at your house. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a lot bad. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I could have got a PI to show that there was somebody's car there overnight and the next morning, and he could have easily said it was just a friend that had got drunk and he didn't want him to drive, or it was the roommate's friend, or that person just left their car there. I mean, there's so many ways that he could have gotten out of that, but again, we could have gotten in front of a judge that said, that don't even matter to me. That's true. Y'all weren't married when you had the child, so why do you care if he's got skankos over there when he's got a kid? I, I think the only way it would benefit me is, is if, like, we had sort of hint, alluded to if, uh, you know, they could catch her saying something poorly about me or just screaming at the child unnecessarily. Yeah, mm-hmm. bug the but house. Again, but again, that, could, that might just cause me more pain than good. Right. If, like you said, in that case, the judge says, hey, I don't care. Right. That's more things to drive my rational brain crazy. Yeah. How could you not care? Right. You know, you're supposed to care about the child. She's obviously not being treated well or fairly or with love. Yeah. But then again, Those that, things should matter. that goes to, okay, how old is this judge? If the judge is, you know, close to my age, older than dirt, then <laughs> they were probably raised by a parent that would knock your teeth down your throat. And that was acceptable. Well, Whereas a younger or- judge would be, Oh no, you told little Susie she was being stupid. That's bullying. And you know what I'm saying? It's again, Absolutely. it falls too much on the perspective of the judge. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, don't do a PI. Or, Even yeah. if you win the lottery, don't get <laughs> don't get a PI because it's not it's probably not going to help you. Now, if your attorney tells you to, that's a different story, but Yeah. Well, you know, the other bad part is if you get a judge who's going through a bad divorce, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Things like that. They're in a bad relationship and they see you as, you know, the same type exactly. of person. But Yeah, uh, guess what? We got assigned a guardian ad litem and found out that the guardian ad litem was going through a divorce with his wife at the time and, yeah. and fighting for custody of his kids. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I'm like, what? Yeah, so he's going to look at most women fighting 
for their kid as, you know. The enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's yeah. what he's putting up with. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Again, welcome to the family court system. Yep. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you like playing games because that's what you're going to do there. <laughs> you might win, you might lose. But, you know, mm-hmm. I really think that you've got a good standing with this judge and you were able to see your daughter before stepmom came into the picture. Then all of a sudden that's what made things change. Then the judge is more than likely going to, I mean, I'm not going to say yank the kid from bio mom, but she's going to give you more time. And with you being 45 minutes away, it's probably not feasible for you to do every other week or anything like that, but it may just even be a gradual reintroduction where you get her for a couple of hours to go to dinner and then you get her for one night, then you get her for the weekend kind of thing. Which is all I'm asking. for. Right. I'm, I'm not asking to take her away. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to take her away, even though I believe her mother's toxic. Right. I don't want to do any of those things just because I don't think that's fair to my daughter. Even if it's more fair to me, it's not fair to her. Yeah. You'll be doing the same thing that bio mom's doing. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. And you probably already talked about this, but if you guys do have a kid together, you know, toxic bio mom's going to be like, see, they've moved on. They don't need you anymore. They have their own family. Yeah. Which is sad to think. Which is what they tried to do, (laughs) which is what she tried to do. Right. Replace me with a husband as quickly as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not work. Make sure he works for you. And. You can just control everything. Yeah, I can see her now. Your dad's got a new family. He doesn't even want you. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. Well, hopefully it won't be long before you are able to see your daughter in person and to where you do get visitation. And then if you do end up having a child together, you can let her know that ahead of time. And then you can also get her involved in things to where she doesn't feel left out. You know, that way she can help maybe buy clothes or dress the baby or, you know what I'm saying? Just be involved. percent, yeah. yeah. Depending on her age, take the baby shopping. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, do, do something yeah, to bond with something. the child. Absolutely. Yep, because too many families we see go through this. When an hours kid comes into the picture, the stepmom will be like, I don't want that kid near my baby or, and they kind of push it away. And then they wonder why they don't have a relationship. Yeah. We're the exact opposite. Right. And step, yeah. step mom, if you could tell from this brief interaction is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. She's more than Thank just you. my rock. You know, <laughs> she's, she's more than just the strength for me. You know, she's a, uh, so, so what I mean to say is that if my daughter was able to spend any kind of time with her, any kind of time. I could only imagine positive things. Yeah. She'd love her. Yeah. yeah 100%. I think she would. I mean, we got along so well in the beginning. Oh God. Mm-hmm. It was so good. <laughs> she yeah. was so fun. I was not expecting us to get along that well. Smiling um, and showing her her room and everything until she started looking at a doorway. Then she put her phone down and all of a sudden we're both looking at the ceiling of her room. Yeah. Are, are you okay? Yes. Do you need to get off the phone? Yes. Yeah, by a mom, hey, by a mom came around. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep, somebody did anyways. Mm-hmm. And that's something else. Just a piece of advice. I'm hoping you've got a really good attorney this time. But in my court papers, it stated that I was to be allowed phone calls with my son 
alone. I forget the exact wording, but basically private phone calls. So his dad couldn't be in the room when I talked to my son. And they do that because they don't want the other bio parents sitting there listening to everything and making the kid feel guilty. And I would also, you know, ask your attorney, say, do you think that we would have a better chance if we mention a graduated visitation? Or do you think we should just go all in, you know, and ask for every other weekend? Because like I said, hopefully you've got a good attorney this time, and it sounds like you do. And they'll know the best way to handle it and approach that judge. Yeah, I hope I do. I, I you know, she's a, she's a good woman. She's a nice woman. And that matters more to me than anything. But I, I realize it doesn't help me win a court case. So I, re- I really hope she is. I, we don't necessarily, we haven't been in the dredges yet enough to, know, to truly know. Yeah, but you know the judge knows these attorneys, and they know which ones are, let's just say, just, evil, mm-hmm. and which ones. Unfortunately, she doesn't know mine, <laughs> because mine just moved here. That's right. the only downside. But so. she can already tell by your uh, your attorney's mannerisms that she's not this crazy Godzilla woman. Yes, mm-hmm. she's not like the opposing one. That's correct. Right. Not even close. Yep. And that type of energy brings in other people with that type of energy. Yeah, our my my type of energy. Hopefully, she'll see brings in people like my attorney. That's you know, right? That's who who I am. Who she is? Yeah, you should be sitting back there on the on the bench, like doing cross stitching and <laughs> no crocheting. Yeah. yeah, crocheting. That's right. With some granny glasses on. Well, I, well, I know how to sew. I don't know how to crochet. <laughs> and and get, get you a shirt that says, "I'm the reason." By a mom won't let him see his kid. See, look, Dave is rubbing off on me with crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. I learned. I learned in Boy Scouts. I'm an Eagle Scout. I know how to sew. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Step stepmom does not know how. I have to teach her. I do not. I have to admit that. No. Yeah, you don't want me to sew. Knit one, pearl two. Knit one, pearl two. What? I don't know. That's what I've always heard. Knit one, pearl two. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. I don't either. I just, uh, that's what I remember, like Bugs Bunny doing it in the cartoons. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, bio dad and stepmom, it has been great having you as guests on our podcast. And we are so sorry that y'all are going through this. But we do believe that you've got some good things going for you. And hopefully the judge will see that. But I do want y'all to keep in touch with us and tell us how things go. Yeah. And I want to give I want to give both of you an opportunity if this story resonates with any of our listeners. I want both of you to to say, you know, what you would what you would do if somebody came to you and you know what advice would you give if they were found themselves in a similar situation. We'll start with you, stepmom. Okay. I would say hang in there. Be there for him. You don't have to talk. It really is just being here, being present, giving him a hug, letting him know you will always be here for him, um, and just being there. And if he's crying, you hold him on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just to love him, be there. Mm-hmm. It, it, it will be okay. Yes. And for me, I'd say uh, go to court initially, right off the bat, just because. It's the best way to get the rights that you are lawfully allowed. 
And if you find yourself in a situation where you can't do that or you won't do that, or you find yourself even in my situation, it's okay to cry. I realize men are treated poorly for doing so, but that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to feel the pain. Allow yourself to express yourself to loved ones, friends, family, anybody you trust is close to you, a therapist if, if you so desire. It's important that you know you're not alone. You're not the first person to go through this. You won't be the last person. I hesitated to do this podcast because I thought, what do I have to say that hasn't been said before? I'm not special. I, I'm not the smartest man in the world. I'm not the strongest man in the world. I'm not the, you know, what do I have to offer that someone else doesn't? But what I have to offer is a similar story and maybe somebody has my perspective. Maybe somebody has my difficulties. Maybe somebody just needed to hear the emotion in my voice to know that they matter. Mm-hmm. Right. You matter. Your love for your child matters. Mm-hmm. Don't anybody ever let it try to take it away from you or to tell you it doesn't matter. Right. Because as long as you fight for them, that love doesn't die. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Just remember, you can't have a testimony without a test. That's right. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much for being a guest. And we look forward to hearing that things have gone well in the future. Yep. Thanks, guys. So thank you. Thank you for having us. One thing this bio dad shared with us was he kind of did what bio mom wanted because he was afraid to go to court. Mm Mm-hmm. That's normal. Yeah. It's very normal because when you go to court, you're basically putting your kid's life, I guess you could say, in the hands of somebody else. Mm -hmm. I read something on Facebook the other day, and it said, do not let a judge or an attorney decide the fate of your family. Well, that's all fine and dandy. But if you have an attorney and you're going to court, that's what you're doing. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, how do you avoid it other than the two adults working together to come to a mutual agreement? And that tends to not happen. Well, I do know that there are mediators. Now, granted, some of the court systems require mediation before you go to court. Mm -hmm. It's a step they require. But you can also go to mediation without getting an attorney. So if you're struggling with something to do with your ex, maybe before jumping on the court bandwagon, maybe discuss mediation if there's an ability to discuss anything with that person. Mm -hmm. Because if not, the court system is not fun. It's expensive. It's emotionally draining. And I have heard way too many judges say, when you end up in front of me because you can't decide something, I'm going to make sure neither one of you are happy. Okay. And that go, right there goes to show you they're not really worried about the best interest of the child. Mm-mm. They're mad because you and Bubba couldn't decide on you taking the kids to Disney and you're in court over this. Yep. Why, he's got 10 cases over here where kids are being abused. Yep. So to you, it's a big deal, which I get it. But in the whole scheme of thing to them, a lot of times it's petty. 
And again, yeah. they look at, at it as the kid going to Disney or not going to Disney doesn't matter in the whole scheme of things. So they'll just, you know, do whatever. Yeah. Well, you also don't know who, if the case before you is one of these just absolute nutcase cases where, you know, they're both just fighting over anything and everything and it's just complete absurdity. And then you're, then you come up next after all that. Right. <laughs> and everybody's already on edge and ticked off about it. And you have a legitimate case, but they're still mad about <laughs> the people before you. Yeah. And you don't know if the judge and his wife are going through a divorce. Yeah. See, I think they ought to recuse judges if they're going through that. Well, but think about it, David. A judge can hate his wife and not be going through a divorce. Yeah. And he's still going to look at women poorly. If it's a female judge, the same thing. Mm -hmm. She could look at men as poorly. The other part of that is a lot of male judges like pretty girls. Maybe they should have three judges so they can do like they do on these shows. I agree. We talked about this in the past. (laughs) And you have to, you know, you have to have two out of three judges. Right. We talked about that in the past, having three judges or having a jury. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, any, any even sports have more than one judge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. So anyway, do your best to stay out of the family court system. And, you know, maybe that's something that you and I, David, need to work on maybe next year is some guidelines to help people stay out of the family court system. Yeah. But as I say that, I'm thinking – well, that's not going to happen because your court orders are so, they have such gray areas and they're not enforced. Yeah. Well, we could do a whole training series on what to put in your court orders. Yeah, we do need to do that. I've actually um, got most of that written out. We also need to try to find a judge, a retired judge to be on here. Family court judge, right? Yeah, a retired family court judge. He can't be a current family court judge because that could <laughs> be bad. All right, so if you're a retired family court judge or no one, have them reach out so we can get you on the show. Yes, do that, please. All right, enough yapping about the family court system. Don't forget, send us your favorite Christmas song. Jingle bell, jingle. You can send us a YouTube link to it. (laughs) Yeah. Send us a YouTube link of you singing your favorite. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And you might win a prize of having your name announced on the Nacho Kids podcast. There you go. (laughs) You'll be worldwide famous. That's right. And if you're going Black Friday shopping today, (laughs) we wish you the best. Good luck. (laughs) Tuck and roll, baby. Tuck and roll. (laughs) Put some patience in your pocket. Yeah, no kidding. And all the power to you because I will be at home. Mm Mm-hmm. That's Recover- David's thing, not I'll Lori's recovering. thing. Recovering, you know, I hadn't done that since my kids have all grown and gone. Oh, that's really the only reason I went. I just kind of enjoyed taking them Black Friday shopping and doing the whole. I don't know, man. We were like a SWAT team. How we went in there and grabbed up stuff and got out of there. I think you and I went one time without them because there's a picture of me sitting in a buggy. I don't know if we were without them or had them. Yeah, but I, yeah, I remember that. Because I was screaming at people that were breaking into the stuff they weren't supposed to. Yeah. Because it wasn't time. Well, one time we went and, like, it was packed out. We went to Walmart. 
and we were like in and out of here in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are like, well, how in the world did you do that? That's what you call efficiency, people. <laughs> I ain't kidding, boy. We had a system and it worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, you won't see me out there. And actually, I won't be shopping on Cyber Monday either because I have already purchased my Christmas. Oh, okay. We need to talk about this. No, we don't. We're good. All right, folks. That's our show for today. If Lori's not here next week, you'll know why. <laughs> no, I'll be here next week. It's maybe the next. That's in question. All right. Well, just remember, life is good. When you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.